0: Hi and welcome to PodCash, the portable professional development podcast from Cash. My name is Dawn and I'm the editor of Cash Alumni, the fastest growing professional network of current and future care and education practitioners. You can join us for free at cashalumni.org.uk and get access to articles from subject specialists, careers advisors, access to job vacancies and our member benefits scheme. So today's episode is a bit of a composite episode made up of two different conversations between myself and Dave Wilson, also known as Great North Dave, because between recording those two conversations, things changed quite dramatically in terms of legislation and the things that we were allowed to do as a population. So Dave kindly gave me some more of his time and we had another conversation um, a little bit further into lockdown so that we could make sure that this chat was up to date. Can you introduce yourself? Okay. Uh,
1: So my name is David Wilson. Uh, I work now as a trail and tour guide, Um, but I also work in an ambassador role with Ordnance Survey uh, on a campaign called Get Outside, and basically the uh, purpose and goals of that is to encourage more people to get outside, not necessarily to get outside on some huge big adventure, but just encourage people to spend more time outside because of the benefits of it for their mental, physical
0: health and everything like that. Okay, so I mean, I suppose following directly on from that, what what are the benefits? Why should we be spending more time outside?
1: Um, I think, sort of, as a population, we'll become more um, inclined to stay inside a lot more. Uh, you know, we've got all the trappings to stay inside. We're going to have food delivered at the door, everything we need entertainment wise on TVs, tablets, phones, all that kind of thing. Um, so I think we've just become accustomed to staying inside more, um, which means we're, you know, leading. Uh, less active lives and obviously there's all sorts of health complications with that, Um, but on the flip side, uh, the more important side is there's those health benefits of just getting outside more Uh, and you know it's not necessarily a case of getting outside more to um, you know climb a mountain or run a marathon or anything like that, it is just the basic simple health benefits of um, getting outside your front door you know whether it's 10 minutes of fresh air a day or something like that, just in a a different setting to what you used to, so it's not inside an office um, it's not inside, you know, the buildings that you're working. It's not inside your own home. It's just somewhere, you know. And it's it's the old adage of you know people who you know who go and walk the dog for ten minutes or something like that. And it's just that change of environment, that switch off and everything, um, that has huge health benefits to people. Um, and I mean that can be anything from um, mental health, so getting out a little bit of fresh air, whether it's sunshine on your face or something like that, uh, and just the the mental um, well-being that comes from that all the physical benefits so you know studies have said that in terms of just you know um, steady walking kind of thing the benefits of it um, you know weight loss um, uh, risk of cancer you know oh, there's this huge range basically anything you can think of a simple walk can help you towards you know not getting it or avoiding it and all those kind of things.
0: And is that because we're designed to be outside and to be more- and then yeah, pretty much. To be doing stuff. Yeah,
1: we are. Yeah, you know, we are. We're, we weren't designed to be sat at a desk. Um, you know, I think a lot of the uh, health issues we see today, um, looking at that sort of office environment or sat at a desk, or even just going to sit in a car. You know, what I mean, a lot of people have to travel a lot for work and everything like that. And even just a position of sitting in a car isn't good for you. Um, hence the reason that they say you should take regular breaks. From that sitting position, Um, and there was lots of work done years ago about sitting being um, the new smoking kind of thing. So people who sit all day long are they at risk of um, you know this huge range of health um, issues because of sitting down? And it was found that there was huge you know issues with it. Uh, And off the back of that, there's all sorts of things about standing desks and all this kind of thing. And, And a lot of them are good in theory you know i did a thing a while back about standing desks uh, and in theory it's great yeah but in practice we're not google we're not facebook you know we're not these huge companies who have this culture of it where normal people normal businesses who have a normal desk at home need to sit in the car need to sit at a normal desk at work so it's not you know really practical that we're all gonna you know stand up every day at work and everything like, despite the benefits of it so this naturally leads on to well, how do we get that time and that comes down to what we're doing in our breaks lunch breaks how are getting to and fro from work uh, what we're doing in our spare time and everything
0: great i mean we are starting to see people get outside a little bit more again now i was looking at some stats today about um people starting to to go up go to places
1: yeah i think in, in terms of the whole lockdown situation i think one thing that came out of it was the importance of the, the, the physical exercise aspect of it because that was drilled you know what I mean people must be getting 30 minutes of physical exercise and then also just the the open spaces type thing so obviously we were being encouraged as a sort of national measure message which was to, to be doing that exercise and I think what that brought home was drilling people whereas previously you know we would sit and watch TV people play a computer games sitting in an office all day sit in their car and not really think about that Um, and even for me uh, once I went to lockdown kind of thing um, even for me you know I had that regime every day of um, making sure I did go out and do me 30 minutes and all that kind of thing even if it was literally 30 minutes around the streets kind of thing you know what I mean so it's just that importance that's been brought home to everybody I think of the, the benefits of exercise but also the benefits of Outside and that's not necessarily outside big open wide green spaces or anything like that. That's outside um just getting fresh air.
0: I think in in the normal, like we'll have that thing where we don't really think about it, because yeah, outside on your way to somewhere, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly
1: right. Yeah, yeah, get out your car, walk into an office and all that, yeah, exactly right.
0: But the, during this there was that whole thing of like, oh no, now we're now we're in the house. Like Yeah, yeah. Getting outside just for the sake of not being in the house anymore. Um, yeah. Is really nice and really valuable. Yeah. Um, exactly. Obviously, we know that in terms of like mental wellbeing, it's really important to to get outside and be in those spaces and and, and not be was in your own space all of the time. Um, yeah. Seeing things and people. Um. What What about physically? Um. I know that there's been a bit of conflict in the media recently as well as in normal, you know, just just discourse between we're all trying to be as healthy as we possibly can because there's this risk there that we need to be really healthy to try and combat um, especially the the, the most recent headlines about um, drivers towards, you know, obesity and, and, and that sort of risk there but actually we're all stuck in the house and feeding my face is full of crap as well. Like, yeah, so yeah. it's sort of, and that's okay, because we're navigating a pandemic, it's hard. What, what is the balance, do you think, and how how, how can walking help people to get better at of all of that stuff? Like, yeah. the
1: I think uh, crucially, the, the, again, the, the, the big thing that's came out of this is about um, physical and mental health. You know what I mean? There's been so much since the start of it all in terms of people looking after it, the effects of lockdown on it and all that kind of thing. And I think during, during lockdown, we've realised that um, there's measures we've got to take to protect our health in terms of now, obviously, we're wearing face masks and all this kind of thing. So there's measures that have been imposed or recommended to um, look after our health. And I think coming out of it and going forward, what we need to be thinking about is um, those things that we're going to do in daily life to improve our health as well because i think that's where we got to a point where we forgot that that we're, we lost that, that not pure focus but that focus on our own health and well-being and all that kind of thing because you get so wrapped up in your just your daily life and you know all the things you want to do and enjoy whereas now um we've been pushed to look at you know inwardly to say well actually how do I feel in my head how do I feel in my body um, you know hand washing personal hygiene all of these things have been fore. before um, and I think that's the important thing so in terms of something like for what I do in terms of work um, it doesn't need to be exertion um, a lot of what um, you know I sort of talk about and everything and that is about is about that literal get outside that might be you get in the house Um, you know, you get yourself changed and all that kind of thing get something comfy on and again, it might sound daft but then go and sit in your back garden or your backyard or whatever it is for 10, 15, 20 minutes and it doesn't necessarily be oh, well I'll go and sit on my phone for 20 minutes you know, it might be grab a cup and just go and sit for 20 minutes in the fresh air um, and just soak it up, you know what I mean? There's there's all sorts of um, weird and wonderful things go on um, about, you know, just the benefits of just being in the moment know and I think a lot of us even you know the likes of us who do spend all our times outside um, we have our own sort of things where um, you know like the mobile phone or the newspaper or the book where we need to switch off from that so for me a lot of the time it's literally sitting doing nothing so you know if you're out and about and you, you know find a wall to sit on or a hilltop or something like that it's about just sitting there and just being in the moment and just switching off from everything else because again for me as as an example kind of thing sometimes you know you'll find yourself sat on top of a hill for whatever reason it sounds a bit bizarre but sometimes i do find myself just sat on top of it a lot
0: of your job yeah. takes you to
1: the yeah top not, of not, hill. not serial That's kill every time <laughs> you know or burying <laughs> bodies or anything like that but but find yourself on top of a hill and then sometimes you know i'll get um, a map out on my phone out oh, which has got the maps on and you'll sit looking what's around you and all this kind of thing and again it's still that engaging your brain in your job which for me that is my job to see what's around and think about other things I'm gonna do. Um, but for everybody else it's it's no different. Don't use your phone and all that kind of thing. Go and sit and just have 10 20 minutes soaking in the fresh air and just you know having a moment to yourself without any distractions around and just listen. Even if you you know your, your garden is a backyard and there's loads of hustle and bustle and traffic and all that kind of thing. So just sitting and soaking that in um, is great just to switch you off from what
0: you've been doing during the course of the day. Um, I think I realised the benefits of that a few weeks ago when I went on my first hike. Um, and <laughs> You took us out um NCFE arranged a to take for staff. Yep. Um, and luckily you were our, our guide. Um, and about 10 minutes in, I lost my mobile phone signal and there was no signal anymore. Yeah. So I couldn't update Instagram with all of the pretty pictures I was taking of the walk that I was doing. Yeah. And it made us take less pictures because I wasn't immediately on the internet, sort of sharing them with other people and therefore by about halfway through the walk I'd stopped thinking about the benefits of taking photographs yeah, yeah. and had started just enjoying where yeah, I was. Yeah. Um and actually by the end of that hike I was much more rested and relaxed than I was at the beginning of it. When yep. I was sort of thinking that through and thinking about, oh God, I've got to walk eight and a bit miles and it's you know, it's gonna yeah, be hard exactly work right. and it, it was restorative, it was it was nice, it was, you know, yeah. and I think that anxiety of, oh, well, I won't have a signal, or, oh, well, I won't be able to reply to emails, or, yeah, yeah. what if somebody needs us, is something that has become quite a big thing for yeah, exactly. grown-ups. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I'm in a, a, a weird age generation in that we without technology but I got to 13 or 14 and then all of a sudden everybody had a mobile phone and that became our normal. Um, We see a lot of stuff in the media about technology and children um, and how children are spending more time indoors, more time on computers, more time sort of not going out and playing. Um, there's, there's a, a lot of research now looking at the benefits of things like forest schools for early years teachers, yeah. you know, taking kids out and actually doing more in that outdoor space, letting them explore a bit and find out a bit more about the outdoor world. Yep. But we don't hear a lot about the benefits of that for grown ups. Um, do, do you think that it's similar things in terms of that ability to switch off and that mental health piece and the, the, the thing about finding that sort of comfort in? sort of solidarity
1: yeah. and quiet and peace yeah I mean yeah. it is I mean even, even for what I do so I spend a lot of my time outside um, I take my mobile phone with us and I take a lot of photographs uh, you know I'm on the usual Instagrams Facebooks all your social media type stuff um, and it's no different for me you know what I mean in and, and some respects a lot of the people that work in the outdoors um, are real addicts of social media and the reason behind that is because they're out and about taking all these beautiful photographs and they become so addicted to that world of, you know, posts and stories, pictures, this is where I am, and then it, it becomes that narcissistic thing of I must take the best picture and all that kind of thing. And that's the same as, you know, everybody in the real world, but in some respects, sort of people in my industry have got it the worst. They're in that healthy environment.
0: And that's so much pretty stuff to share. Yeah,
1: exactly. But it, it literally, um I mean, for me, it's not too bad because, I know it sounds terrible, but I just can't be bothered with it a lot of the time. I take the picture, I get to them and think, I just can't be bothered to post it, you know what I mean? And So I've just got this photo full of thousands and thousands of photographs. But a lot of people are fully addicted to that. You know, they will get off a walk and they want the Wi-Fi on top of that hill, they're going to post it. Um, so, so that world's no different to the normal world, if we call it normal, of um people who work and want to finish work, go home, switch on their phone and you know, get engrossed in um, all the social media and everything like that. And I think the key thing for it is exactly as you said, it's that, it's that mental break from it. And again, that doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, I'm gonna go off for a six mile run um, because even that in this day and age now is difficult to break away from technology because a lot of people, as they leave the house, they'll be putting on something to put on your music which tends to be on their phone,
0: or tracking their run, using it. You know, afterwards. the amount
1: of times I've been out, uh, and then you stop to change the music or something like that, and then you see you've got a text or an email or something like that, and then straight away you've broken that mental cycle of breaking away from it, kind of thing. So in some respects, again, it goes back to just go for a run or a walk. Not take your phone with you. You know what I mean? You don't have to. Posts that you've done X time and you know, X distance and X time, or anything like that, just go and enjoy that experience. Um, there was loads done again years ago about um, sort of inside gyms opposed to outside gyms and what was the difference. Um, and you know, the, the headline around it was runners who run outside are more intelligent than those who run in a gym. Uh, and the principle behind it was if you're running in a gym. On a treadmill it's got a fixed pace you're concentrating on that there's a good chance you're watching maybe a screen or something like that um, and you've got that fixed motion so you don't have to think about any sort of external stimuli particularly around you whereas those that walk or run outside have got all sorts to compete with so they've got weather the changing conditions underfoot, um you know external stimuli of traffic or you know trees bushes all these kind of things and what the study found was those that just got outside and did the same activity um, their brains were far more stimulated so they basically came up with more benefit um, in terms of just their, their brain activity but in essence they were more relaxed because their brains switched off from their everyday things whereas something's running on a treadmill you can still play all those you know emotions and issues from work and all that kind of thing in your head whereas getting outside you will be distracted unless you know you've got a black heart kind of thing, but you know, a bit of bird song or seeing something move, you know, you know. I mean, it sounds very poetic and all that, you know, but the, the rustling of the trees and all this kind of thing is these are the things that are embedded in us that do please us, that do bring us pleasure. So getting out again, just for a simple walk without those distractions can bring all those benefits with us that we don't even realise. And like you were saying about sort of the walk we went on, you do get to that sort of critical point with it where you're thinking about um, where you're walking, um, everything around you takes over, your your brain and all that kind of thing, and you start losing that. And it sounds daft because, you know, I think we probably walk for four hours or something like that, maybe. Um, So in that space of time, by the end of it, and again, it sounds daft, you are a different person. You've got a different mindset and all that kind of thing, but it doesn't take you long once you step back into your car and all that pulls you back in. But that little mental break of being outside um, is great, it, it generally does wonders for you kind of thing in terms of just that break um, but as I say it doesn't need to be four hours, it can be something much much shorter um, just you know going to somewhere, a place that you like you know if you're driving home one day and just go out and be you know such and such park or pond or something like that and a ten minute walk around it, does is a world of good really so yeah, I
0: think what's been really weird for me is noticing the difference in my activity levels working in the office and working from home because I hadn't realised how much passive exercise I get just walking from the car and around the office. Yeah. So I'm quite lucky that I've been able to see that because I wear a fitness tracker so my Apple Watch tracks every step I take. Um, yep. and. Normally, on just like a base level, like the, the the fewest number of steps I would get in a day would be about three thousand. Just getting out the car, walking up to the office, you know, back and forth to the printer, or going to see someone instead of ringing them because sometimes it's nice to see someone face to face at their desk. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when I started working from home, I had less than a thousand steps. Like at the end of my working day. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I get that three, the three, three thousand just going in you know so actively trying to counteract that and make sure that i had a step count that you know was gonna help us to wind down in the evening and you know yeah, like, yeah, right. trapped and stuck um has been useful um yeah and I think, yeah not having the commute has even as a driver um has really surprised us how much less i was doing just naturally yeah, um, yeah, I think actually yeah, I am definitely inclined to do less if I've started doing less, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does I make it sense. sense, human,
0: human nature, yeah. yeah. And I just won't get up again rather than, you know, if you've started moving I'll keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, I mean it's basic in terms of just like basic physics, not in terms of human body physics but basic physics that any um, any body or any whatever it is will try and do the least amount it needs to to function you know what i mean and that's like just a basic physical state and that's where we just need to push it a little bit beyond because in essence yeah we'll survive if we sit around and do nothing you know what i mean because the body will become accustomed to it but it's exactly the same as somebody who's you know for example um i don't know maybe an olympic pole vaulter or something like that They'll train a basic level of fitness but then they'll focus quite specifically on the level of activity um, that they're focused on at becoming world champion in. so then if they had an injury for argument's sake and then didn't do it for a long long time their body would start to regress kind of thing going back to that basic level um, but then as soon as um they went back into the specific exercise um their body's got basically muscle memory so the body very quickly again starts to remember those base, those um, specific things they were doing. You know what I mean? So it's very, and it's exactly the same for us that, you know, people quite often, they'll they'll do something for a period of time for argument, say lockdown, where they'll increase activity, lockdown, maybe go back to work was normal. And then they'll think, oh, I can never get back to that point of fitness again, or whatever it is, which just isn't true. And you'll find actually, maybe it's through a little bit of pain and suffering initially, as you sort of break that barrier, you'll actually quickly Get back into that cycle again. You know what I mean. So it's one of those that people have to feel not disheartened. You know, if they are starting to go back to work and all of a sudden have lost that nice routine of you know being at home, being able to get that thirty minutes an hour exercise every day and a nice routine and all that kind of thing. To just either building that in or building other aspects in, such as walk to work cycle to work. You know, walk and breaks, all that kind of thing. So just building that in. So it's all it's all about routine and. Process and planning. I think for a lot of people now, which is how can I get this into my daily routine where it's not going to impact it too much.
0: And I, I, that be really reassuring, I think, for a lot of people who feel like they have lost that during. Yeah. Especially, yeah. you know, people who be training in the gym, and the gyms have been closed, and yeah, it's exactly really right. to do that same level of stuff at home. Um, for for a lot of reasons, whether it's headspace or physical space, you know, we're not all lucky enough to have. A garden or somewhere big enough to walk laps around the coffee table. You know there's a lot of people living in, in tiny, tiny flats or sharing yeah. lot of people, people. Um, I know that there are people who are scared about getting back out and doing stuff um, and the idea of going for a walk for the sake of going for a walk is still scary. What are the benefits um, of maybe getting out with someone who knows where to go um what are the benefits of doing some guided walking maybe for yeah. people who want a bit more space
1: yeah i think i think critically you've hit on it the, the key point as well that at the minute again it's it's a little bit media fueled about like hotspots. you know I've seen down south all these beaches you know packed with people and all that kind of thing um but but critically especially up here in the northeast we've got tons of spaces where um we can access places where there's not huge amounts of peach places, sort of Northumberland coast all those kind of things, um, Northumberland National Park, uh, and yes, some of these places you really need a car to access. But otherwise, um, you know, there's a whole host of spaces and sort of to come on to your point of, you know, y- using a guide of somebody or s- somebody who's familiar with an area. In essence, what's that's that's going to do is um, is get you out into these open spaces and ideally, you know as bad as it sounds these days, away from people. Um, But in essence, I guess some of the the fun and enjoyment of it is going out and trying to find your little spot, your little peaceful place where you can go and have your 30 minutes of exercise where it's not crammed with people. You know what I mean? Because people, you're exactly right that it's, it's still gonna be the case and it's gonna be the case for a long time that people won't want to be in crowded areas. You know what I mean? They're just literally gonna want to be outdoors, their own space um where you know they're not you know face to face with anybody or anything like that which is perfectly acceptable so yeah um
0: i think one of the other things that people struggle with often is that we've become a culture that wants to be seen to be working really hard yep. um people don't take lunch breaks or if they have an imposed lunch break they might still sit at the desk and look at the internet rather than going out because they don't want to be missing from the office for an hour, because yep. um, that might be noticed. Um, I mean, have, have you got experience of that?
1: Yeah, it's exactly right as well, because in essence what you're working towards there is burnout, um, which is no good for anybody. Um, you know, We are in that culture now where people do feel guilty for having breaks, uh, but there is a flip side too where there's uh, some people who feel guilty for having breaks but also there's some people who celebrate not having a break. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is that and that creates a negative culture as well. You know, the people that say, well, I haven't, you know, I've only taken 10 minute lunch break for the last yeah. 35 so it years. present yeah.
0: isn't it? Like, like oh, I haven't had a day off sick yeah. in 10 years. Exactly well,
1: right. You okay, know what I mean? Well, some yeah. of us get sick. That's yeah. <laughs> exactly right. And, and you know, that's something that, again, um, going back to the social media thing, we're just drawn into this community where or believe we should be the same as somebody else, or because they're doing something different, was so that their way better or anything? And it's about finding your own fix. Um, it sounds daft, but smokers have got it right. So, yes, smoking is terrible for your health, you should not smoke. But what has been created by smoking bans and everything like that is that it's now acceptable, and smokers need to go and have a break. So, what do they do? The smokers have their break, they walk outside, they have a smoke. Usually there's some other people there that they'll have a bit chat with, you know what I mean? There might even be a few that they'll have a normal smoke and break with, are you going for your break now? And they do all that. Because from a physical point of view, they need that nicotine, they need to go and have the smoke because they feel, you know, that they need to put it in their body to continue with the day. Now if I was to say, you know, in your office, for example, well, I need my 10 minutes of fresh air. Um, and if you think about it, 10 minutes walking is half a mile. Um, so if I was gonna say, oh well, I need my half a mile walk before I continue on with the rest of my day, people would think I'm crackers. Absolutely crackers. Actually
0: probably not so much in this not office. Not so much in this well, office, I, maybe can, that's um, true. I, I, but you I, know what yeah, I mean. Definitely in places I've but yet
1: before. we accept somebody going out smoking for a break, even though it's detrimental to their health. Um, because yes, it is from a health point of view, as in terms of physical health, but in terms of mental health that's actually probably pretty good for them because they're stepping outside, they're having that little bit chat that's probably work but might not be work. And then they're coming back to the desk. Why can't we do that? You know, for the non-smokers where we actually accept that we all need it. It's going to benefit us all if we bring it into our culture that we're going to just have that 10 minutes, even if it's stood outside, stationary, staring at a wall, you know what I mean? It's still better than just sitting at your desk because you're exactly right that like, you will just burn out um, and from a productivity point of view, it, it doesn't work, you know what I mean? It, I know people think it does, um, but you're far better having that break during the day and then coming back with a, a fresh mind. Um, and it seems even like days off where people, you know, oh, I'll, I'll, you know, when they get asked maybe, oh, can you work your day off this week or something like that. Um, yes, we've all got the pressures of need the money and all that kind of thing. Um, but sometimes we do need to ensure we keep that day off because it will just make us more productive, it will make us better in the long term for employers or, you know, in terms of our working environments, and everything like that. Because it's proven if you're getting outside, you're getting that fresh air, even for short spaces of time, creativity, productivity, brain function, wellness, all these kind of things are all benefited from it. So, yeah, I say, say chase the smokers out the door and uh, just don't stand too closely. To
0: Say, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm sitting nodding, um, which obviously nobody can hear me do, yes. um, but actually that was one of the things I really missed when I gave up smoking, yeah, yeah. was that break, um, and I'd say that actually when I was thinking about giving up smoking, it was one of the things that factored into that decision yeah, yeah, yeah. to keep smoking for that extra year, was that, oh but I really need an escape.
1: Yeah. I think the other thing as well, that just sparked my head as well before, um, in, in, in terms of from a business perspective, obviously we've moved from having loads of meetings where we sit face to face to people in rooms and all this kind of thing to a sort of more anti social place now. Like obviously, even we're now speaking on a screen kind of thing, whereas previously we might have said, Oh, well, come in and we'll, you know, sit and have a coffee yeah, and yeah, go through yeah, you did things.
0: Part of this. You, did, you
1: know it. what I mean? You're exactly yeah. right. So, so now we've moved to sitting in our own spaces, talking to people on screens. So it's become almost less social um, but yet I haven't seen anything really about well people can still have meetings and there's no reason people can't have meetings outside you know what I mean so the whole thing we discussed all that time ago about walking meetings and everything like that all that's still hundred percent relevant now and possibly even more so walking meetings walking breaks all these kind of things I think probably now going into the future kind of thing as this pans out uh, it's probably more important than ever
0: well actually you mentioned that i remembered obviously the conversation that we had pre-lockdown during lockdown and apart from anything else i was trying to edit it and see if i could make a cut of it that <laughs> would work um but remembering what we were talking about with walking meetings and all the different stuff i actually implemented some of that using things like the the technology that we're using now so because we have um teams to conduct our, our meetings through yeah um you know, where as a well-being team at NCA, we've been trying to encourage our colleagues to to go out for a walk and have their meeting on a walk if they didn't need their computer. Um, try to do a little bit of that in lockdown as well. So if I had a meeting that was a Teams meeting, I'd go out and do that whilst walking. Um, yeah. The suburbs, so Wi-Fi coverage, you know, internet coverage is pretty good wherever you are. Um, so I've actually been really lucky in that I've been able to do a lot of a lot of meetings. Having a walk um, and seeing well, it's half an hour. Where actually I know that I've got a half hour slot here, um, and and wander out and around where I live. Um, yeah. And I've been really surprised by how many nice walks there are, like literally from my doorstep. Um, oh yeah, exactly I, think, I, I live in in Gateshead, you know, it's, it's a bit bit industrial, you know, it's 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 very much a suburb of an industrial town. Um, But there's so many lovely green spaces and bridal paths and and nice walks that go to pretty places like ponds that I didn't know existed.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right at me door, which is amazing. Um, I know that we've talked a little bit um, when we did our walk about um, my my health journey. Um, And I I wasn't very well this time last year. I was a crutches user fairly permanently Um, and the idea of pushing when I was tired, was sort of the opposite of all of the learning I'd ever had as someone with a chronic illness in terms of if you're tired you should rest. That's what I was taught. But actually since we did our hike up in Northumberland I'd signed up to a walking bet where every day I have to hit the step count that I've been given for that day based on my previous activity levels. Um, to help to build some resilience towards general walking um, and a couple of weeks ago I came home I'd been at work in London over the weekend um, so I worked all day Saturday and um, I woke up on Sunday morning and I did not want to go outside I, I was tired I wanted to stay in my dramas all yep. day and watch a film um, and that was all I wanted to do um, but I knew that I had to get these 8,000 steps in, which probably doesn't sound like a lot to a lot of people listening or just one of you who's yeah, really yeah. active. Um, but for me, that's a, a fair number yeah. of steps on but it. But Tim, again, even basis. there,
1: there was an example there of what you did there, which is what everybody does, where you immediately, even though the massive journey you've been on in the last 12 months, you immediately said, you know, the number of steps you were trying to do, but then immediately defended yourself with it. And said it's not something like I would do or somebody else might do and that's where we're at you know what I mean where we we'll always have to sort of compare our health journeys to somebody else whereas you know my health journey started probably when I was like 14 year old as an overweight teen kind of thing and over the course of that time I've covered you know hundreds of thousands of miles doing all sorts of things yours is totally different than mine but yet yeah, we still do that yeah. and again that's the
0: yeah, the culture we need through, to break in that, our head yeah. that
1: it doesn't matter what I'm doing it's about what you're doing and as long as it's a step forward then that's pretty great, you know yeah. what I mean we don't need to worry about, you know whether Thanks. yours is 8,000 or mine's 12 and a But no,
0: I said <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, right yeah. It, you know, that, that, that is a, a, six weeks of hitting a certain number of steps every day is a big commitment for me at the minute Um and I didn't want to not do it, so I did push, I put my trainers on, and I went for a run. Yep. It was only going to be a 20 minute run, because I know how long it takes us to get the steps yeah. in that I need, then considering the steps I'm going to get anyway yep. during a normal day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I set, set my little timer, um, I use a, an app called Zombies Run, where I don't have music on, but I do have a story. Um, so I can I can hear nature, I can you know run in the real world, but every now and again, me comms unit will go and it's someone up in the watchtower telling us that something's happened and there's a horde of zombies on their way and I need to run a bit faster um, and I find that just having that story to to guide us a little yeah, bit yeah. keeps us motivated and keeps us running um, rather than slowing down and it becoming a wonder yeah. um, and obviously there's nothing wrong with having a wonder but if I've decided I'm going to go for a run I want to yeah. push myself to do it Um and actually I finished that 20 minutes and the story ended and by that point even though it was windy and it was rainy um and last weekend and we do live in the northeast of England so it's always windy and yep. rainy um it was particularly minging yeah, um yep. but I was enjoying being outdoors um I was just enjoying being outside um so I put another chapter on and then I put another chapter on and I Started going home an hour later because my phone was running out of battery. Yeah. Um, it was getting dark and as a woman in her early thirties You don't run around hills outside yeah. in the middle of nowhere when you're dark and True. it's dark without a phone um, So I started going home and I was sad about not being outside yeah. and running anymore and going home And I never in a million years thought I would ever be that person who would go running in the rain Um. But I've found such a massive benefit in terms of ju- that, that mental health piece and that just feeling better, yeah. um, not particularly tied to anything. It's not tied to anxiety or tied to depression or there isn't a specific mental health barrier that I'm trying to yep. overcome by running. I didn't realise what the impact on my wellbeing would be Just doing that regularly, doing that three or four times a week, um, and actually getting outside a little bit every day, um, I have found that it's had this massive positive impact just on me well-being.
1: It's it's true. We're all, you know, it is really easy. We, We we all we all live busy lives. We all live lives where we're constantly comparing our life to somebody else's lives, and then finding a reason why. We shouldn't or can't do something, Um, but the fact is we probably all do have that capacity to do something, um, and maybe we do just need to change our mindset away from, you know, I don't want to go and do this physical activity because it's going to tire us, as opposed to, well, I'm going to do it because I know from what I've heard from other people that there is a a short-term and a long-term benefit. Long term, it's going to improve my health, my well being, all those kind of things. But short term, I'm going to feel that buzz of, you know, completing a, a mile run. You know, sort of things like, you know, we said earlier on about technology and the, the, the issues with it. But also, you know, you've just told me something there that I've never even heard of, you know, in terms of some zombie things. Jason's, that sounds pretty great. Um, but as well, um, you know, we've got all sorts of other things that can um, help us so you couch the 5K. You know what I mean? The, the amount of people that do the couch to 5k every year now, um, which is exactly as it says on the tenants, getting them off the sofa and then getting to a point where they're going to run 5k.
0: Yeah, and actually, there is a. that's how I got into the Zombies Run game, yeah. is that there is a couch to 5k version of the zombie game. So, again, if you're not necessarily like, oh, I'm going to learn how to run, yep. they're all story-based. So for people like me, where I'm a, an academic bookworm and I'm very much not a physical person at all, yeah. then that was the way to do it rather than just someone
1: shouting at us and telling us to, yeah. to run faster. Exactly. And, and as well as the other side to it, so Couch to 5k doesn't talk about Couch to 5k in X time. It says Couch to 5k because it doesn't, it's, it's not about you must run the fastest 5k. Um, and I, I remember, um, so last year, um, there's this thing called Red January, which is run every day in January. And you get all sorts of people jumping the it, kind of thing. So, um, you know, where they say, you know, it must be a run and all this kind of thing to, comp- to compete or be part of it and all that kind of thing. And then there's some people who will, they'll walk, they'll take their dog for a walk, you know. So, in essence, they're just being active every day. Uh, and obviously, they'll post it on social media and then people will berate them and say, well, it's not actually a run, is it? And all this kind of thing. And that's the issue we're at. You know what I mean? That person's being active and they, they're using. a a social media type campaign to encourage them to do it. Crack it, that's the the right idea, you know what I mean? That's what we should be doing. Um, But as well, you know, loads of people post their photographs with these little things at the bottom where it's got their time, their distance, elevations and all that. And again, that's really intimidating for people who haven't done anything when they see, you know, some fella running you know, six miles and he's doing it in six and a half minutes a mile and it's all definitely this. And, and, that so Yeah, and you think, well, buddy, I'm never going to get to that. And you don't have to get to that. You know what I mean? And I remember that years ago and I, I knew this guy who has done long, long distance, as in he's ran, ran, walked 30 miles a day for months covering countries, continents, all this kind of thing. So I was looked up and I thought, this guy's super fit. Um, you know a real person to look up to and then between his runs he would always have like a big rest period where he wouldn't be doing it um, and I remember seeing a post by him where he's like I'm building up to running and I think he said like 12 minute miles and at the time like I was probably just about nine and a half minute miles I could run and feel like I was dying and but I would never have posted that I would never have posted oh, I hope I can get to eight because mine at nine and a half, I thought, well, it just looks ridiculously slow and then I saw this guy who you know covered mile upon mile day after day and I thought you know he's building up to try and get back to 12 minutes a mile and I'm
0: faster than
1: him and I'm faster than him you know what I mean and that's where you realise that you know it's a, it's a constantly losing battle whether it be because somebody's you know better or worse if we're going to have that view you know it's, a, it's just a losing battle don't compare yourself to somebody else just create your own you know small goals and targets manageable you know the old saying about don't eat the whole elephant just eat it in bite-sized chunks and eventually you'll get there obviously you can't eat elephants we're not sort of saying about that either um, but it's about that thing little bite-sized chunks that are just manageable for yourself and remember as well what you're doing you're doing it for yourself you're not doing it for the pleasure of others or to prove to somebody else that you're good or worthy or anything like that you're doing it for yourself because you want to improve either your physical um, your, your mental well-being, you know, and that's, in essence, it is going to do it. it's fact, it's proven that getting outside, be it strenuous or like physical activity outdoors, will bring huge range of benefits um, the problems come when we start building into a bigger picture of he, she's better than me yeah. or building um, undue pressure on ourselves, yeah. something is better than me and that
0: judgment has all been in my own
1: head yeah, and again, it comes down to You know, if you're driving along and you see somebody who's running and and really struggling to run, um, you know, there's two types of people. The person that'll laugh and go, God, look at them, you know, what a clip or what a mess. Then there's a type of person who thinks, good on you, you know what I mean? You're doing something, you know what I mean? I think
0: there's a third type of person, actually, and I think there's a type of person who is secretly going, oh, that looks like hard work, Yeah, I wish I had your yeah. ability just to go and do that. Exactly. You know?
1: But I remember, um, you know, if, if I'm out for a run, and by no means am I a good runner at all, but if I'm out for a run, I'll know in my head if I'm looking like a clip. You know what I mean, in terms of, you know, there's simple things in terms of your posture, how you're carrying yourself and, you know, um, well, you know yourself, some days you can go for a walk and feel fine, some days you can go into work and you just feel, you know, awful. Um, and sometimes when you're running and you feel awful and you think, God, that must look like a right mess. What I was just thinking in my head is, yeah, but that person driving past me now doesn't know if I've just stepped out my door or doesn't know if I've just run 12 miles. Someone bothered, you know what I mean? So all I hope is that they drive past me, I bet that bloke's just run a marathon, just off the bat like that. And that's why he looks like that. Yeah. And again, you know what I mean? And it's yeah, because we live in our get own journey, heads, it? They don't, exactly right. So don't stress about it, you know what I mean? You've got to not pay any attention to it creating false ideas of what others think of you you know in their heads because
0: it's in their heads thanks dave that's ace you can find dave online on instagram as at great north dave he's also on linkedin as dave wilson and dave's book day walks in northumberland is out in march 2021 thanks again for your time and thanks to you at home we hope you enjoyed this episode of podcast don't forget for more great content tailored to everyone in the care and education sectors you can join our membership network cashalumni.org.uk. It's free to join and you'll get access to articles from subject specialists, careers advice, job vacancies, and our member benefits scheme. If you'd like to feature on a future episode of podcast, please get in touch with us through the contact details on the Cash Alumni website. Until next time take care.